at that time. I was visiting recently with a family who unfortunately has a very sick member of their family. And they were sharing with me how distraught they are and just thinking about how one day soon this person's gonna die. But, but here's the thing, talk about awkwardness. That family member was sitting in the room with them. And eventually that family member's like, well, I've heard enough. So he just stands up and walks out of the room. Because the problem with being so anxious about tomorrow is that it steals our ability to live today. A lot of students know this because of anxiety. What is anxiety? It's, it's worrying about things that, that don't exist yet. And it paralyzes us because I can't do anything about something that doesn't exist, nor can God. But God can do something with me today in my worry about tomorrow, if that makes sense. So wherever I'm at today, God wants to be with me in preparation for whatever might come tomorrow. And so it's interesting that we get these readings at the end of the church year here, both our first reading from the prophet Daniel and our gospel, that, that almost seem to stir up anxiety. Thinking about the end days, the prophet Daniel says, it will be a time unsurpassed in distress. Ah, like, that just sounds bad, you know? Like, I've experienced distress. I don't want to think about this, you know? And that's what we do, right, with anxiety? Like, I don't want to think about it. And then Jesus continues and tells us, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the skies, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. But then what? Actually, that's a good question. For in the face of anxiety, always ask, and then what? Because then what happens? Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. That, that's a good day. When, when Jesus coming back to draw us all to himself in that everlasting place of peace and joy and happiness, like that's, that's beautiful. And yet, in this cryptic gospel, Jesus like, there's these signs, and, and that's how you know that the time is near. And so, you see this in every, in every age, it seems like there's people, they get all worked up, and, and they'll say, like, because of this sign and this sign, that, that it means the end times are here. I've heard people say that even in the last year. I think I've, I've heard it in every year of my life. Like, you know, we can always find things around us to cause alarm and to, to cause us to worry. But then this, the last line is what gives me peace. Jesus says that, that no one knows the day nor the hour, not even Jesus, but only the Father, that, that we aren't to know. And anybody who says they know, well, it just means they're wrong. You know, like, it's, so there's no reason to get worked up. So why? What's the whole point here? Jesus is trying to get our attention saying that he's going to come back again, that there's going to be the end of days. We know that. We know that there's going to be an end of days. We know that we're going to have our own end of days. And although that can be scary, it's also meant to usher in something very blessed and good. 
And so Jesus is actually trying to do something good by getting us prepared for the end days. One of my friends was telling me about a a conversation he had recently, and it was a, a group of people, and they asked this person, this young adult asked the question, if you could find out when you were going to die, would you want to know? Isn't that an interesting question? And then the next question she asked was, would you do anything, would you change anything now? If you knew, if, if you could, would you find out when you're going to die? And then would you change anything about your life? And one of the persons in the group was saying, well, yeah, I, I would change some things. And, and the response is, then why wait? Why, why not change things today? Because I don't know if this is the last day, but I know there will be a last day. And that actually can motivate me to change things now. Do you, do you remember, remember what happened on January 13, 2018, a few years ago? If you were in a Hawaii, you got a text message. And the text message said this, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Do you, do you remember hearing about that? I mean, I can't even imagine being in Hawaii on that day, you know? The best place on earth all of a sudden became the worst place on earth, you know? <laughs> but you know what happened? I mean, and then they responded 18 minutes later, sorry, operator error. <laughs> we, hit the, we hit the wrong button. Um, but you know, even, even with that response that, hey, wrong button, um, the next day, the churches were packed. <laughs> and the confession line was a mile long. But isn't there something interesting about that? That's the power of knowing that if my end is here, I'm going to do some things. But why do I need to wait for that? Why why don't I just do it today anyways? This week I had a sobering conversation with a gentleman. Actually, it was the first conversation I've ever had with him. I was at a Catholic gathering, and I just asked, how are you? And and he starts talking, and... um, He's very talkative, but then he said, he said, you know, um, you and I are pretty young. And I was like, thank you. Um, and he said, <laughs> he said, he said, if you, and then he said this like sobering question. He said, have you, have you ever had someone your age die? And I have a response to that, but instead I just said, well, wait, what do you mean? Why do you ask that? And he said, my friend died today. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, I'm, so so- I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. I, said, uh, I asked him, I said, well, when, when did you see him last? And he said, three days ago. I was like, that's crazy. Like three days ago, you're hanging out with your friend and then today he suddenly dies of a heart attack. And, and he's, he's, the man was kind of in shock. And, and so I was like, I'm, thank you for telling me that. Like, I'm so glad, like that's important. Like, that's what's going on in your world today. Like, I want to know. And, and what, what did this guy do? So here he gets this news today. And what does he do? He doesn't stay home, but he chooses to come to this gathering where we had mass. And he was sitting there. I remember him. At, I didn't hear, know the story yet, but I saw him sitting there in the front row at mass. That he didn't know what else to do in the face of this difficulty, but to turn to God. 
and to be around other people of faith. And, and we talk in this conversation, we talked about the importance of, gosh, we don't, we don't know when that day's coming, and we need to just hug the people we love and tell them that we love them. That, that knowing that any day could be the last day, it actually liberates me to live today. You know, every, every Tuesday, I, as you know, I drive down to Phoenix and I see my parents. And the other priests, they kind of, they, they don't really understand that. They're like, that's a lot of driving. Lowry loves to drive. I was like, I don't love to drive. Um, I love my parents. And I happily make that sacrifice because I want to see my parents one more time. And now, every time that I leave, I say goodbye and I say I love you. Because I don't know if I will be back or if they'll be there the next time I come down. And then the rest of the week, I turn to the one who's so good that he gave me my parents for a time. The one who has a plan for them, the one who loves them even more than I do, the one who has a plan for all of us to take us to that place of eternal peace and joy and happiness. And as I turn to him, the one who loves me, who holds good things in store for me, that I get a taste of that communion even now. And I get to thank him and enjoy this time with him now and look forward to that time that will come when I can be with him for eternity. You see, that day will be a good thing. And it moves me to make today a good thing. That's our confidence as Christians. I'd like to close by reading, praying our Psalm 16 that we heard today. And receive these words and receive the hope and confidence and trust that we have in our God. O oh Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever.